0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, this no. is gonna be huge! 360 in the contract, never that. I will just take the contact, I will bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the back. Welcome. You are locked on in the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member of MavsMoneyball.com and I am joined as always, by my co-host, WriterMaps.com, a true maverick. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? True grit, true heart. Oh dang it! That wasn't that wasn't one of the slogans, Nick. I Get forgot off. what was it. it I can't again. remember.
1: True grit, true maverick, true competitor, true MFFL.
0: Was that really the thing? I can't remember. All go. right,
1: so uh, at this moment, or. The Mavericks are hosting a a VIP exclusive launch party that was invitational only uh, in A, a downtown. Party? No. Launch did I say launch? No, that's what they that's a joke in the office. Oh. Uh, that um, they are unveiling the new city jerseys. Ooh. We uh, insert round of applause uh, soundbite. And um, we briefly talked about them on the pod. Uh, We'd see them a little ahead of time. Let me just get something out of the way really quick. They're not black. Yeah. (laughs) They're they're not navy. There are a lot of people right now that are saying these jerseys are black. They're not black, okay? They're technically, they're like a granite gray. It is a dark gray. So just wanted to get that out of there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> We're watching. Uh, I have the live stream of the uh, Jer- the jersey launch pulled up on my phone. Yeah,
1: I had uh, family obligations uh, tonight to where I could not attend uh, the launch party. The raccoon uh, squad and, needed you. That's why we needed uh, you back. The, the raccoon squad, my my wife and son needed me. I've had family in visiting. Uh, my my mother visited. She only visits like twice a year, uh, so that's why I wasn't on the pod. Shout out to Bryce for filling in for me. Uh, and Quentin too. Yesterday.
0: Oh yeah, and Quentin uh, Wizards. Yep, yeah, Quentin Mayo. He was good.
1: See <laughs> Ken OJ.
0: I didn't even anyway. think about that or ask him. Ah oh, man, I how
1: does somebody that. have the last name Mayo and you don't think about OJ? Anyway, how do you say uh, OJ and not make me think of Simpson? How do you say OJ and not think of orange shoes? But <laughs> my, so anyway, I was enjoying orange some good family OJ. time, and uh, so I was. Uh, Got to chill with my wife and son tonight instead of going to the Jersey thing. But uh, they are debuting the city jerseys on Saturday night versus the Thunder oh, at home. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, they next time you see the Mavericks uh, take the court will be uh, in their brand new True Maverick uh, city jerseys. So, however you feel about them. Um, how candid we want to be about our opinions about these jerseys.
0: I will be well, as candid. You, you can be, be very, okay, very candid. I will be as candid as I please. <laughs> they're, uh, they're they're uninspiring to me. There's just, I mean, they are a jersey. I think that the logo looks like it was forced underwater and was not able to come back up for air. I think that the, the design is fine. I think the rest of it is just okay. I'm not like, I'm not, su- I don't hate them. I'm not like super upset with them. They're just not inspiring. And- I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna go for these city jerseys, they have to have some kind of theme. Like at least last year, they were trying to go with that green lit building in downtown Dallas. Like they were trying to at least go for that with like the green, the neon green piping and stuff like that. But if you're gonna go for something, like the good jerseys, the good city jerseys we've seen, obviously the Miami Vice ones, the Miami Heat ones, those are amazing. Those the pink ones, those are incredible. I like oh, the, incredible. I, I like what the Nets were doing. Um, with the, they, they can't really do much of their color scheme, but they have black and then they have the trim for like Biggie and that's, and, and that's, you're at least going for something. Like you're at least representing yeah. something about your there's city. There's a story behind it. It's a it. city edition. It's like supposed no. to represent, but the thing is Dallas and please tweet me if I'm wrong about this. I just don't feel like Dallas has things like that. Dallas is just, I don't know. It's very like corporate kind of, there's not a ton of, oh, there's a lot of money here. Yeah. But there's not a lot of like, like culture stuff.
1: I like I like Toronto's jerseys for sure. As like the, the gold. Um there's like ten of there's like ten jerseys I really, really like. I like Utah brought theirs back.
0: At least the yeah, the, the Cavs brought theirs back. The Cavs were okay.
1: The Cavs didn't bring that back, they had a brand new one.
0: But it was it was it was uh inspired by and it looked almost exactly like an old Cavs jersey.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I I kind of like the Cavs one. Some people are hating on it, but um, I will say this. I know we said about the last ones, but um, I've seen what it looks like on a player, and it looks a little bit better on a player. I I can't. Okay, I'm not gonna say I can. I'll echo everything. I'll just say this. I liked last year's better uh, than this year's, but um, but. Go out and buy new gear, and buy jerseys, <laughs> and buy the new T-shirts. Uh, the stuff is on sale right now at, at the Dallas Mavericks Team Shop, so you should uh, you should go buy, buy some gear and stuff right now, because that's the new city jerseys.
0: <laughs> yeah, good. Do that.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and and another the, thing, real the, quick,
0: yeah, and use the promo code locked. <laughs>
1: I tell them at the cash register. Uh, can I use the coupon code Locked On Maps? They'll be like, "No." What Are you <laughs> talking? Like, yeah, about? Yeah, that's an extra twenty five percent. But in extra uh, twenty five, you have to pay more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's like a tip jar. Locked On Maps tip jar. Um, okay, another thing. So in this creative process of city jerseys, it is not just all Nike. Uh, it is a collaborative effort. Between the organization and Nike, they come together and create the design for the jerseys. I've seen some people put blame on the team and just the team and not Nike. And I've seen some people put blame or credit to. Yeah, uh, seen some uh, people Nike. Say, give credit. Yeah, some people are giving all credit and some blame to just Nike and not would, the team. So. What would you
0: call this blue color? It's like a teal, but like not <sighs> fully teal. It's like a sky teal. You know, there's blue and sky blue. This is sky teal. I think it's an incredible color Stop.
1: for a jersey. We talked too,
0: mu- talk too much about these not cool jerseys. Uh, 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 so It's like powder blue, Carolina blue. Let's go North Carolina. It's not powder blue. That's not what this is. <laughs> You must be colorblind like Jeff Skinway. All right. uh, Let's take a break. And when we come back, Isaac's going to give us his thoughts on the – are we getting fiery, Isaac? are we getting just sad, Isaac?
1: I don't know. I haven't felt good today. And I was already telling myself, like, man, I'm not going to get worked up. But once I start thinking about this jazz game, I might get worked
0: up again. All right. Coming up next, we'll see what kind of mood Isaac's in. All right, Isaac. So I talked with uh, with Bryce about this game, and man, there's just (laughs) it was upsetting. It just was one of those games where you walk away and you're like, dang, they really could have used a good game here, you know? At least if they would have put up a fight, and it just didn't seem like they really did. Okay, so we like halfway joked on that Wizards pod, and we're like,
1: the Mavs are back, baby, uh, because it was the Wizards, and like we wanted. we wanted to be super pumped for that Wizards uh, win, in which we were. We were excited, and that was awesome. The team needed that, but we were very candid in like, "Hey, uh, this would be mean much uh, more if this happens against the Jazz." And uh, yeah, man. Okay, I texted you when I was when I was watching the game, and this is this is a huge thing for me. And I also, I, I also seen a, a thread this afternoon from I think it was a Jazz. Was Jazz beat writer about DeAndre.
0: Yeah, it was Andy Larson. De-
1: okay, that tweeted out all yep. the stuff mm-hmm.
0: about. Yeah.
1: And before I even seen any of that, okay, I texted Nick and I said, "Is DeAndre getting worse by
0: the game?" <laughs> and we were so excited about him the first couple of games. He was so good. I was saying <laughs> yeah. he's the best player on the team after three games and I
1: want it's hard it's its hard because he he does put up stats and he does grab rebounds and stuff like that but it doesn't feel
0: like he's part of the true alliance I don't know if he's it, a true competitor or a true MFFL okay well here's the, here's the thing or has
1: true dedication DeAndre DeAndre had a DeAndre had this okay he obviously had the background with, with the Mavericks is he part of the Ma- true community though with Mavs fans oh. With Mavs fans, and so it, he had to like earn that back. Okay, he had to like earn this like trust, the trust in, in the your, true
0: MFFLs,
1: true, <laughs> to show he was a true Maverick, and he had to earn that back, and or really not back. He had to earn it like extra hard because he obviously did all that stuff in the past. So he was already on the thin ice, okay, and then he did the rebound over Luca, and I'm like, oh dear God, bro, you just now got like most of the fan base like l-
0: like loving you, and now he did and he that. Had done stuff like that before, like he, this was like Luca came out in an interview and was like, he has done this, you know, before. This was back when they played the Timberwolves. He said that DeAndre will get rebounds and stuff like that, but the fact that it was so visible, you know, it just looks yeah. so bad. Which yeah, whatever, however you want to read it into all that stuff, but it's.
1: DeAndre's it's it's DeAndre on the defensive end, and it's not even just that. It's sometimes where like a play goes wrong or something, and he just like stands there, and the players just like take off, and he's like either slow up down the court, or he just is kind of. I don't think he's like moping about it, but he it's just like sometimes he has like cement blocks on his feet, and he doesn't contest shots at all. And th- here here's something, okay. Especially when you, if you look at that thread on Twitter, it's like, you're like, dang, man. Like, he really. Now, the thread, the dude's saying DeAndre's just not trying. And is it a combination of DeAndre trying or is he just, is this just where he's at in his career at this point? And this is how a, a really athletic center um, ages over time because he's not going to be super athletic uh, forever. But here, this is something I thought of and I want, I want to bring this up as far as team defense. You remember back before the season started, I know Eddie, uh Sefko and some people, some reporters and stuff were asking. They they were they're trying to write this story of and Wes even commented on it in practice and saying, Hey How does it feel now being able to play perimeter defense, knowing that you have this anchor down low to like back you up? And Wes is like, I'm hand checking everybody in practice and and all this stuff. And we were like, whoa. And, you know, and so in that, like, that was like a kind of a theme for a day or so of like how, how much it helps the perimeter guys because they got somebody like DeAndre in the back. Here's the problem they're playing like that, thinking that they have a Rudy Gobert in the back. And really that's not the case. And that's the problem because Luke is not a good wing defender. Okay. I've seen some people try to like defend him as far as, because they're as far as all oh, Luke defend him
0: better than he defends anyone else. <laughs> that that's a true statement,
1: but or, here's more the thing.
0: fervently, let me put it that way.
1: When you have, when you just watch some of these games, how are some, how are a lot of these open threes and stuff happening? Because they're getting beat off the dribble and then it's causing players like Harrison Barnes and Wes and the weak side guys to collapse. And then they're hitting these guys for open shots or cutters and all this stuff. That's the thing as, as far as like you're, you don't have, they're playing like they have a Rudy Gobert back there. So when they do get beat off the dribble, Deandre is standing in like almost at the restricted area. He's not even coming up. Like, And it was so evident in the Jazz game because Donovan Mitchell was just like, especially at the beginning of the game, he was just bringing Gobert up and just going around it knowing that not only is DeAndre, he's definitely not going to go over the screen, but he's not even like hedging. Like that's the thing. A big man has to hedge to give enough time for that defender to get back if you're not going to switch. And he's not even hedging. He's just just sagging off of it. Just
0: asking them to shoot all day long. I was watching a... uh the Laker film room breakdown like, Oh, what can we expect from Tyson Chandler when he comes, you know, to play with the Lakers. And I was watching it and he goes, the one thing that he's, you know, really lacked and, you know, he lacks some athleticism and things now for sure. You know, he's 36 years old, but effort is something that he's just really lacked because he's been playing on this bad Phoenix team. And in Pete's video, he put all these examples of, you know, Tyson Chandler, not showing effort on defensive plays. And I was like, Oh, I've seen DeAndre do that. I've seen DeAndre do that. I've seen DeAndre do that. It's like, man, this is it is an effort thing. You know, it's not just that oh, he doesn't know how or oh, he doesn't have the foot speed. He's I mean, he's still got it. He's not that old. You know, he's 30. It's not like he's over the hill yet or his athleticism is completely gone. We've seen him still like, you know. I don't think it's fully there still though. Yeah, he's not I think like, it's he's a not combination. 25-year-old, 22-year-old DeAndre where he's jumping, you know
1: yeah i think it's a combination though i don't think it i don't think it's nothing i don't think that you can look at it and say it's all effort but I don't think you can look at it and say it's all like regression or like him getting older i think it's a combination
0: of both so you think that that he is you know a step slow i do think he's a step slow yes okay but then, but i think he could make up for that with you know being in the right position and putting the effort in and i just don't think that he's he's doing that all the time
1: Yeah, and, like, I know, I mean, Rudy Gobert is a top five, maybe even top three center in the league, however you want to rank him. And, like, I get that. But, like, there was times where Rudy Gobert was just, like, just, like, manhandling him down there, like, just beating him down the court. And they were just finding – they are excellent at finding Gobert in the inside. Like, teams need to watch Utah – and seeing how to get the ball inside. And uh, they're, like, excellent at finding them around Rudy the basket. Rudy Gobert has
0: like an insane wingspan, too. Yeah,
1: very true. Also, another thing to bring up. Now, it didn't – obviously, they got beat. But it's something I want to bring up. Nick and I laid out different options of things that the Mavericks could uh, change going forward, what could they, they could do to help. Before, we laid out our three the three options that we talked about on Monday's pod, I think, right? You can go yep, back and listen Monday. to Monday's pod. <laughs> Uh, before that, those still I, stand. I, by the way, we can
0: still do those things.
1: <laughs> we threw out some. Uh, we threw out some like small type of things that maybe they could do just to just to change things up a little bit, re, like kind of jolt the team a little bit. Yeah. We mentioned two things. Maybe a Rick Carlisle double <laughs> double tech get ejection or put Salah Mesri in the game and see what he could bring. <laughs> he and listens maybe to some, Pod. <laughs> uh, so Sal, when Salah checked in, I started laughing. I was like, "Oh, we we talked we about this." this and, uh, <laughs> I, he got a tech and everything. It was just like, all right, whatever. And I think he got dunked on by Gobert. But at this point, you're played just four you're, minutes. <laughs> you're searching for something, you know, like Salah had some crazy energy stretches the past, like couple years. And you're just hoping for, was it just a Gobert type of thing? And
0: we don't know, but he played four minutes and had three fouls. <laughs> that's that's, what that's awesome. That's what you need from him, man. <laughs>
1: um, Something else I found interesting in this, do you read anything into the fact that Dennis Smith Jr played 22 minutes?
0: I I talked about this with Bryce yesterday. I think that that Carlisle is looking at Dennis and if he doesn't have it early, I think that Carlisle kind of he slows on the Dennis train, you know, if he just doesn't if he doesn't show the then maybe this is maybe this is a way of him coaching effort from Dennis because he can do that with Dennis. With the veteran guys is I don't know if it would work. You know I don't know if, if benching them. We've talked about oh bench West or bench DeAndre to light a fire under them. I don't know if that I don't know necessarily if necessarily that would work. They've been in this league too long. But with yeah. Dennis, Dennis has played, you know, uh, high level basketball for two years. <laughs> you know, in in yeah. college for a year, and we know how that coaching situation went. It was awful. That was one of the things we talked about coming up in the draft. We were like, oh, he's never really been truly coached, and, and imagine how him being truly coached by Carlisle and now we're, we're probably seeing some of that. So I don't know if it's an effort thing by Dennis uh or if it's an injury thing. He's already missed one game. I don't know if he just, you know, if he's like, ah, it's the second night of a back-to-back, my you know, my knee or my legs, you know, whatever. I don't know if it's something like that cuz he just didn't seem like he was getting to the rim or getting by anybody and I attributed that yesterday to Rubio. Maybe, maybe it was a fatigue kind of thing. Who knows? Um, or maybe it's those just are my ri-
1: Just searching for things. I mean, yeah. we saw what Jalen Brunson got in and did.
0: Yeah, and like, he didn't play JJ Barrett that much more. He played JJ Barrett at sixteen minutes. That's pretty on par like, for him.
1: When you look at the starters' minutes, look at the starters' minutes. Harrison Barnes thirty-five, Luca thirty-five, DeAndre thirty-one, West thirty-three, Dennis twenty-four. 24. I said twenty-two is really twenty-four. I guess. I mean that's like almost 10 minutes less than almost all the starters on there. Yeah. That that's that's telling and you look at the bench. I mean JJ played 16 and then Brunson played Brunson played 15 minutes, today, almost 16 minutes or I mean the other night.
0: And you think Brunson should have played more?
1: Yeah, I did. I think so too. I think I just think at this point you're in we're going to talk about this in just a second, but in this panic uh, meter, I think at this point in the season, you need, like, it, it, store player storylines and player, like, all this stuff is out the table. You ride the hot hand and you got to get win, yep. win, win. It isn't about development at this point. If you're all about the playoffs, and which you should, because the draft pick situation, all that stuff right now, like that.
0: And that's just what teams I, should do, they should try to win games. I
1: had a... Uh, back earlier in the season, at the first part of the season, I was talking with a, a, a another reporter uh, that's not a beat writer or anything for the Mavericks and all that stuff. And we were talking about Dennis and all this different stuff. And that person threw out... Are we sure Jalen Brunson's not the better, better fit over Dennis Smith Jr. for this team moving forward? And this was not a... Like I said, it's not a beat writer, whatever. This was... Uh, Different person when I was, you know, different media person, and we were talking about, and that was, that's really the first time it even crossed my mind. And I'm like, ah, it's way too early for that. <laughs> like that is way, way too early. And so, it, it, for some people like that, if some of the pe- if some media is thinking about that, you wonder what fans think about that. And especially when you see something like this, where Dennis's minutes go down to 24, Jalen Brunson gets 15, you know, 16 minutes off the bench. And Brunson helps cut it to nine and you start like, has the highest this... plus
0: minus on the team. He was plus nine. Everybody else was one or below way below. Um,
1: that's not what we're advocating for. That's not what we're saying that should happen or anything. I'm just saying that, that like there are some people out there that are thinking that and in media and all that stuff. So that right now the Mavericks got to figure out something. And Brad Townsend's piece today, I thought, was a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Brad Townsend on uh, Dallas Morning News had a good piece. Um, a lot of it was about turnovers, and that's been a that's been a massive thing for the Mavericks. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the Mavs turnovers um, compar- last year compared to this year, and then we will uh, we'll try to we'll try to continue to fix the Mavs. <laughs> All right, Isaac. Do you know where the Mavericks finished last season in turnovers per game compared to the rest of the league? Oh, gosh. Um, Let me give you their number. 12.3 a game. Oh, uh, top ten. Number one. They were first in the, the National Basketball Association in turnovers per game. They had the least amount of turnovers in the entire NBA. Now, they played a little slower last year. They did not play super fast <laughs> last year. Um but their turnover percentage was twelve point six, which was also first in the league. So turnover percentage and total turnovers per game was both they're both first in the league. Um, and so in that Brad Townsend piece, he talks about how um, you know J.J. Brea says we didn't have turnovers like this wasn't a problem. We were so bad last year and we didn't have turnovers last year. Um, that is true. <laughs> they did yeah. not this season. Do you know where the Mavericks rank currently?
1: Last time I checked, which was like two or three games ago, they're averaging, uh, I think, sixteen or eighteen.
0: I don't know what it's at now. Yeah, it's right between there. It's seventeen and a half. With the, okay. and they're twenty eighth in the league. So there's two teams that are <laughs> two teams that turn the ball over more often than the Mavericks. And if you look at turnover percentage, there's seventeen point one, which is also twenty eighth. So both- and what's crazy is we're about where we're at last year right now.
1: Didn't the Mavericks start at like two and twelve last year or something like that? I mean, the Mavericks are like three
0: and eight right now. Started but. really bad. They just started really bad the last three years.
1: Some of JJ's quotes to Brad, um, like he didn't really hold back, you know, and, and I, I appreciate that. I was like, "Hey, we got to do something." I don't know if you have the story in front of you or not. Yeah, we've but- got
0: to do something. JJ Barea said it's a tough beginning. We still have and the page loaded again. <laughs> Um uh, we got to do something. It's a tough beginning. We still got a lot of games left, but we better get to work. How do we fix it? We don't know right now. Yikes. Mm. Yikes, because there's not like they're not waiting for somebody to come back from injury besides Dirk, and Dirk's not going to solve every problem. Correct. Um they're not waiting for I guess they're waiting for development. That could be a thing. They're waiting for and these are the biggest culprits of the turnovers right now. Luka is averaging 4.2. That's a lot.
1: <laughs> That's a yeah. lot.
0: Um, Dennis Smith Jr. is averaging 3.5. Do you know how many turnovers last year Dennis Smith Jr. averaged? Mm, four? 2.8. Wow. So he's, he's increased his turnovers. He turns the ball over uh, about a half turnover more per game this, this season. DeAndre's at two point five, which that's that's a ridiculous amount for your center. <laughs> I know he's asked to do playmaking things, but he forces all those passes and. T-
1: it feels like ever since that game, he had like eight or nine assists.
0: Now he thinks he's magic and. I I I tweeted out the other day. His turnover numbers are so odd to look at. He had a five assist game, a nine assist game, and all of his other games have been been between zero and two assists per okay. game. Oh, you mean
1: you mean his assist numbers, not his turnover.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That what whatever, whatever I said assist numbers. Okay,
1: yeah. In it does feel at times that he does try to like force the ball in into the paint to like a cutter and stuff. But but a lot of times he you know he does make the pass and it's a you know sometimes good decision and stuff like that. And yeah, listen but, listen
0: to his his assists per game. One one zero three five nine two zero one three three. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just very weird and that nine game was against the jazz so i
1: don't know so question if we have a meter that goes one to ten yeah and we are 11 games into the season they're about to host oklahoma city on saturday night uh, probably without westbrook right
0: Ooh, that's a good
1: question i'm, I'm assuming uh, after his uh fall and all that stuff but still uh, they the Mavericks are three and eight, and are fourteenth in the Western Conference. Only the Phoenix Suns uh, are behind them.
0: Yeah, Westbrook didn't play against the Rockets, so
1: yeah. We'll, uh, so we'll if there's a panic meter that's
0: one to ten, where uh, should the Mavericks be on it right now? It depends on. Where you were. I mean, there are some people that were saying that the Mavs will go all the way up to the sixth seed. <laughs> you know, there are, there are Mavs fans that said that they'll 100% make the playoffs. They will definitely make the playoffs if they don't. This is a disappointing season. There are Mavs fans that say, well, we'll probably just be in the lottery again. Uh, or there's, there's people like me that said that I think they'll probably be around 40 to 41 wins. They'll be right around 500. Um, if, you're, if you're a fan that was like, well, they'll be in the lottery again. They're just going to be bad. They have rookies, you know, all that stuff. Then your panic meter is nothing. Like, you're not panicking. This is, you know, normal. Um, however, you should probably panic a little bit because they they've been beaten by some really bad teams.
1: Yeah, and that the, there's no draft pick. Yeah, and you, it's,
0: you're part. not like looking forward to something besides internal development and a move. There's definitely a move coming. I feel I feel like there's from everything I've read and seen. It, it feels like something is going to happen. Something's going to change.
1: At some point, it's it's just, we talked about this a few weeks ago, at some point, it's just who they are, and it's just the personnel, and, but... Because in, um, in this
0: Brad Townsend piece, it just feels, it, he's talking about how uh, the pieces just don't seem to fit. And yeah, they, that's why I they, really liked it. They haven't figured out how to, to put them together yet.
1: He used the analogy of, he says sometimes, you know, trying to put, you know, squares in a round hole or something like that, and... You know, as far as the shapes, it's kind of like a kid's thing. You know, the kid's shapes trying to put put it in the little shapes, and it's just not fitting right now. Uh, the question is is How long does Dallas ride this out? Because that, in a perfect world, the Mavericks had this plan this year of, hey, we just drafted Luca, we have Dennis, we have these two young. It looked like a storybook, okay? You know, like. We have these two young guys. We got the guy we wanted in Luka. We have these two young cornerstones to build around for the future. This is probably going to be Dirk's last season to where Dirk and you know, hand the torch to Luka and all this stuff. And bam, we have, we we got a big free agent in DeAndre Jordan, but it's just a year. Wesley Matthews, he's going to be our fierce vet, you know, veteran like leader, all this stuff, for only a year. Harrison Barnes is still here. We love him. He's a great guy, all this stuff. We put together this team that should fight to the playoffs, and maybe could creep into like the seventh, eighth seed maybe. If not that, at least make the end of the season super fun. going They're going to win a lot more. And you have the foundation while still being able to go into next summer with a ton of cap space. Like yeah. you're going to be competitive, but you're not like handicapped competitive. To where it's not like you didn't pay a super steep price to be competitive this one year. And like your young guys could grow and like all this stuff. So that, that – is the problem when you come into this like this is you know they're really upset because it's like well crap when you look at moves yeah you could you could trade off west or you know past december try to trade deandre if that's their if that's the route they go but you're probably looking at bringing money back and then it's going to jack up your plan then it so then you ask yourself what price are you willing to pay to really chase that seed this year and it would probably be a much simpler one if they still had their pick. Question for you. Would the fan base be all over Team Tank right now if they had their pick?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. A thousand percent. They're they're on Team Tank right now. There's a whole bunch of people tweeting me during the also, game. Get during, out of here. During the Utah game, they were saying we should go ahead and tank for Zion. Now, in their defense, I don't think a lot of people remember or know that the, that the Mavericks don't Mavericks don't own their pick and they don't remember or know that the lottery odds have changed. Uh, I went over the lottery, what the lottery odds are um, in, la- in the last episode. I tweeted about them. Essentially, if you are the worst team in the league, you have a 100% chance to get a top five pick. If you're the second worst team, you get an 80% chance. Then it drops down to like a 65% chance if you're the third worst team and then a 52% chance if you're the fourth worst team. There's gonna be way worse teams than the Mavericks this year. There already are. Uh they're not catching the Cavs. The Cavs have one win. They're not going they're not getting any more anytime soon. Um so that takes away their hundred percent chance to keep their pick. And even if they do, they only get a top five. And this is not a super awesome draft. You know, it's it's a good draft, but Yeah. So
1: I have a question. Okay. As far as teams, and I wanna to try to distinguish between the two because when you look across, look at teams across the league. There are like train wrecks right now. Wizards, aka the Washington Wizards, uh, aka Cleveland. the Cleveland Cavaliers, aka the Minnesota Timberwolves, like those are train wrecks right now. Okay, there's probably another one. Rockets. I'm forgetting.
0: Rockets have scored 80 points. Okay,
1: no, 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 no. Hold, hold off. There, I don't, I don't, I don't put them complete train wreck. They're in this category. But then They're take the a train wreck. Not
0: Schumer movie. Just
1: happened. take the train to hit LeBron. <laughs> uh, take the train wreck movie out or the train wreck movie train wreck uh <laughs> tier out then go to the next tier of teams and i know you could put those other teams into but teams that are in panic mode panic mode as far as teams that thought they would be doing much better than what they are now yeah like the that would, wolves and the wizards that, yeah, but they're just like a complete train wreck. Like, I wouldn't say Houston's a complete train wreck because they just got James Harden back. But they're, they're, in, they're in that mode. panicky mode. The that's Pelicans. where they they thought they should be doing a lot better. Who all's in that group? To where any of these teams in this group can make a big trade and it wouldn't shock you because they're halfway borderline, holy crap, panic mode. Uh, the Pelicans... All so right. let's
0: look at the West. The Pelicans are five and six at the moment. Yep, and they're are on they... a they're on a they're oh they were on like a five game losing streak. They won the other night though.
1: But are they panicky? Did they really think they were going to be like top three, top four?
0: They have the third best player in the National Basketball Association.
1: Yeah, but you have Alfred Payton though.
0: Um, yeah. Would you put be... <laughs> the Lakers there? No, I, I wouldn't. Think I so. wouldn't yet. No, they, they've been in so many close games that. <laughs> Magic
1: and all that stuff, like with Luke Walton. No, he's he's he's. How different. in God's green earth is that Luke Walton's fault when you sign all those dumb random monkeys? players?
0: Anyways, yeah, Utah. They're no, five and six. I don't think I don't think they're in that. How yet. do you feel? But they're, Can they're get, also not a team that makes like big decisions like that? You know, they kind of they got yeah. their players and they stick with them and they.
1: Can we agree that Houston's in there? Oh yeah, yeah. And I would put Dallas in there. Because things were like they thought things were going to be completely different. Look at the East. Any teams in the East
0: that really stick out well, besides Washington? Besides Washington uh, no. I was looking at the East the other day and I'm like, they're all, I mean, all the teams I thought were going to be in the playoffs except for Charlotte are in their playoff spots. It's, everybody's yeah. kind of in line except for um, I thought Atlanta would be worse. Well, they're only they've only won three games, so uh, I thought Orlando <laughs> would be worse. They've only won four games. That everything else is pretty much in line. So okay, so if we want to lump those other teams together
1: <laughs> into like this panicky, dysfunctional train wreck of yeah. a moment, and you had to pick five, if you had to pick five teams and say who's the most underperforming, panic mode teams right now, who are they? And you would say Washington, Minnesota, Cleveland.
0: No, Cleveland's not. I
1: was going to say I'd almost not put Cleveland Cleveland's in there.
0: Cleveland's in, but they're in a different category of like. All right, we've already decided what we are. We're going to dump some of these guys. You know, like we're getting yeah. rid of some of these guys.
1: They're a train yet. They're a train wreck. But but they they're a train. <laughs> yeah, but they're a train wreck that they like welcomed the train. You know, they like set they're up the track. The train. <laughs> they literally set up the track and unhit like took out the like railroad like track and said here's the train wreck they like they like basically it's like cause when you set happen.
0: up a hot wheel and like a hot wheel track and at the end of it you don't put anything and you just let the car fly yes. off at the end and it's that's
1: and they're like oh it's a train wreck but you set it up uh so yeah i agree so really it's i think it's just four teams now
0: it, Obviously, are a we, month until a lot of players can be traded and i think that's when we're gonna see stuff happen but is it gonna be too late though that's the that's the, that's a question and that's the th- that's the thing of as
1: far as like is it going to be too late at this point now? Would you say the Mavericks are as dysfunctional as the Wizards? No, I wouldn't. You know, not go that far.
0: No, I just beat them.
1: <laughs> but I would say Washington, Minnesota, Houston, and Dallas are like those four teams right there are the most underperforming teams in the league right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Can I? Throw, we're about we're about to wrap it up, right? Yeah, but throw something else out. Go ahead. It's a fr- It's a, a Friday. We can get away with a, this on a Friday. I'm I'm gonna throw at you something. We've been good this week
0: with time. And uh,
1: I don't think I've seen anybody mention this yet. Ooh. And I'm I'm saying I. This isn't. I'm just saying. Would you be surprised if DeAndre Jordan's a buyout candidate?
0: Oh my gosh! Yes. Very, very surprised.
1: That's all I wanted to ask.
0: Wow.
1: Would you be surprised? Yes. What is there a scenario? There. Is there a path in which DeAndre stays down this path right now?
0: Yeah, if the Mavericks are really bad. If they stay the this Ma- bad.
1: The Mavericks are bad. It gets to the deadline and the only trade deals on the table are like ones that would bring money back. Like that would cut into their cap space to where the Mavericks look back and say, You know what? I we would rather not take money back in a deal. Instead, like let's chat it. What a heck of a pickup for somebody! If that was the case too, I'm not saying it is. Don't God bless. I'm not saying anything that way. I'm just
0: saying how fast would the Lakers just throw Tyson Chandler's car cor, cor, like corpse to the side of the road <laughs> <laughs> going into the playoffs? Like, obviously, Javale and DeAndre. It's like hopefully, the they turn it. <laughs>
1: hopefully it turn this thing around and everything. But I'm just saying that it, it crossed my mind today. I'm like, man, I was after watching that jazz game, I was thinking of all the worst paths and the dark roads that the Mavericks could go down this year. And I'm like, God. man, there's a scenario in this year. Like, yeah. To where if they didn't, for some reason, turn things around, they don't make a move and they just kind of ride these, these players out and it gets like past the deadline. And like that, but anyway, and that
0: started the darkest day for young Isaac. <laughs> I cried myself to sleep. He cried tears, jelly beans.
1: <laughs> Not tears of joy. <laughs> oh man.
0: Anyway, is, like, which of those teams have players that you're like super interested in? Beal obviously. And then Oh,
1: you mean like, you know, swap. I mean, we've talked about Jimmy Butler a lot. Bradley Beal, I think that that's the one player of all those guys that would take the most to get and I don't know what's your I don't know what you're looking at at that point. Um yeah, there's just some scenarios. I was texting a guy asked me text me uh, yesterday about it. I was like, "What do the Mavericks even have to offer at this point?" And yeah. I'm like, "Ah, oh, there's just you know, there's a couple of different routes they could go down, but I think just a lot of it hinges on." Okay, I'll just ask you like, would you trade, let's just say Wesley Matthews for somebody that is going to cut into your cap space for next year? Like, let's say, would you trade Wesley Matthews for like Evan Fournier? No. Okay. Well, he, doesn't the, bad, he doesn't move the needle the That's me. a bad example. I'm trying to think of another guy that's like uh, a little bit better than Wes, but would cut into your cap space next summer. That like, is it worth it at that point? You know, like how much of an upgrade, how much money would you be willing to sacrifice in future cap space to chase the eighth seed? That's the question.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I'm sure you could probably go out and get Jimmy Butler. It might cost you getting Gorgie Jang also.
0: Yikes.
1: <laughs> but and that's the thing like would you sacrifice that cap space and there's this uh yeah but JJ Perez said it best like hey we got to do something like that uh when you hear it from a player i i obviously you trust that more than a media source or you know whatever it is like that but when you hear a player like this say hey, we gotta candidly do, yeah we got to do something like we, we got to do something and uh you can tell the players obviously are frustrated about the situation and We'll see. They got a big game Saturday night. You know, if Russ Westbrook doesn't play, man, that's a prime opportunity from the home crowd, Saturday night game, new true Maverick jerseys, city jerseys, and that they could hopefully, you know, get a big win. That would be huge for them. Huge for momentum because then I I think they have Chicago on Monday. And correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think Chicago. And then God bless, they got the freaking Jazz again next week.
0: <laughs> yeah thunder on saturday bulls on monday jazz again on wednesday saturday
1: warriors yeah next saturday see like it would just be nice if they could you know win you know two out of their next three something like that and just anyway hopefully you play, a big you turnaround jazz
0: three times you gotta win one of those come on guys
1: yes let's uh let's focus on okc and uh watch west guard paul george on saturday night
0: Dorian Finney Smith can't get into the starting lineup fast enough. Man, how
1: big Okay, anyway. <laughs> Dorian Finney Smith, man, I'm I'm so happy for him. I'm so I happy know, for the step the he's taken. And this is like it's awesome seeing him do his thing.
0: Yeah, I, I said I tweeted this earlier. I was nervous for Dorian Finney Smith last year, and he's just been he's been very good. Yeah. So all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Locked the Maps. It's been another great week for us. And uh, even though the the Mavericks have been terrible. This has been a good week for us, and the Raccoon Squad is always here for you. So if you uh, and. if you need some therapy or to reach out, you need, the uh, the hotline number is there, and uh, you can uh, don't okay don't leave a three minute voicemail though
1: on a Saturday morning. Yeah, I I
0: love you guys. Don't leave a three minute voicemail. We're not gonna play the whole thing for sure.
1: Guys, if you're dying for your new City jersey, uh New City Maps gear, go to mapsteamshop.com uh, and uh, get all your new jerseys. It's the link is live. The link is live right now. You can go get all your new gear. Uh he's lying. It's not live for another 2 minutes, so as you're listening to this, it's live. So go listen. <laughs> yeah, but he's it, lying right now. <laughs> it will be live. Grab all your new gear and wear it Saturday night.
0: There you go. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Look at this picture of Ryan Brokoff. He looks like a stock photo image from like a college. hello love Broko. He should be playing right now. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Wait. Let's do this. Why oh, do you think God, Why I'm do you think Ryan brokoff's not playing? At
1: because all? we suck at defense and he doesn't play defense. There you all go. Right, all guys. right,
0: guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Boom.